up dead or in jail. American ninja to these obstacles, no stopping me. We on the move. Your mouth running like a prostitute. Keep your head to yourself. I work harder than anybody you know. No, I'm done with tricks. Don't need no money to blow. Deadly aim, self-contained, superstar to yell the name. Blood diamonds, finna go to hell for my chain. The piece fitted on my head, though. I'm too can't reach me with the cell phone. No goodbyes, no hellos. You don't want this life I live. You rather have a wife and kids. Shooting dice with Jesus Christ for 20 on the midnight. To everyone who sell me. Don't mix it with that bullshit. I'm hoping not to join the 27. Doing things here, things there. It's the MBM podcast. We're back for another episode. I should have taken a drink and cleared my throat before I started talking to y'all. Of uh, with the magic of post production, boom. Don't have that problem. So tonight we're going to be having Rick Sefrud on. We're going to be talking about Gone Banana Racing Skins, the upcoming Gone Banana Racing Skins Challenge, any other races Rick has planned this year, and just what's been going on for Rick since the last time we talked to him. You guys remember him very well. He's been on a lot of shows. He's been a longtime supporter of the podcast, so I'm super, super stoked to be having him on again tonight. But before we get to Rick... I have some information for you guys. I went out and I ran my new cars. I ran the T6.1, a B6.4, which yes, I know it's the last generation. Um, and I received my B6.1 that day, but things didn't work out. So here comes the story of Matt. So at some point this past summer, I sold one of my MKS servos in good working order um, to a fellow RC enthusiast for a reasonable price. Uh, because, of course, I believe so much in the brand that if, you know, if I can... Somewhat put back a little bit of what I spend back in my pocket for the servo and provide somebody with a good deal on what's still a great servo. I feel like I must uh, take every advantage of that. So I hooked them up, but I forgot because it was so long ago. The original intention was for me to order all X5, uh, 550, I believe it's the LX, the shorty uh, low profile. The low profile servo and... Um, I'm doing the um thing. I apologize. I've been trying to be more conscious of it. I miss it every once in a while. So I was originally planning to order uh, three X5 or, or the 550LX shorties. So that way all of my servos are the same. And it's not that I have a difficulty with having different models of servos in my cars because the MCAM servos to me are so accurate that they all perform pretty much relatively the same. Tracking's the same. The input feels the same. Um, so I don't worry too, too much about that. But I wanted to try and match for this year. Of course, budget happened and, you know, only certain things could happen. Servos weren't one of them, but I'd forgotten that I'd sold one at one point to somebody else that was in need of one. And, um, yeah. So I get to uh, the race. I have my cars somewhat together. I know I had to put the B61 together. Turns out it's not going to happen. I wasn't overly crazy uh, about um, the install on the B64 quite yet. So I went to just tidying it up, moving some stuff around, getting the fan better situated, a few things like that. Just uh, tidied up some uh, loose ends. I didn't practice whatsoever. I did. I do believe I was in the A main of both of my races, but it's small club racing, so the results really weren't there. But these cars are awesome. The T6.1 was phenomenal from the word go. I did have to kind of dial in the gearing, a few ESC settings. I think I still have some room to move on my pinion. I think I can drop a couple of more teeth on my pinion and just increase my torque uh, because I've dropped it way down in my speed control in order to make the car way more controllable. But this thing is a blast to 
to drive. I cannot wait to have my B61 coming up at the Hardwoods race. Of course, we're going to talk to Rick about that. Um, but yeah, and I'm doing the um thing over and over again. I'm going to call myself out every time until I stop doing it. And if I miss them, you guys tell me. Or you guys could make, you know, a fun... Um, for the, for the kids, they can drink their pop every time I say it. And for the adults, if you guys aren't doing anything that, you know, requires you being responsible in that shape or form, you can, you know, have a drink of beer or do a shot or something like that. You could, you know, you could always play the MBM um game. <laughs> See how many times that happens. As you guys have noticed, there is nobody here with me right now. Um, this is a last minute show. I really haven't done a... Uh, every time I'm pausing, I haven't done a schedule yet. I'm on nights currently for work. So that's caused some delay in getting a proper schedule out. It looks like I do have a few people that want to kind of do a rotating, uh, participate in the chair kind of thing. So that should work out again. This one was last minute, so I wasn't really overly expecting anybody to show up, but we'll go back to the racing. So Casey's race was great. You know, small track, like it always is a lot of fun. Uh, Chris and I met, uh, down there. We spent the day pitting together, doing some changes and stuff like that. You know, Frank was close to us. John Mead was really right there too. Uh, Gabriel was right there. Joel, of course, Casey was there. Um, a few Canadians were down there as well. I had a great time. Shout out to Cameron. Congratulations, little dude. For uh, I shouldn't say little dude. He's a, he's a younger, a younger uh, boy. But he uh, he he did darn good racing in the in the classes he was racing. He's been out at our our outdoor track all summer with his uh, dad and mom practicing lots, and and it was awesome to see it pay off at the first race for him. So. Uh, one more week. It is it is Friday. You guys will be hearing this show tomorrow, Saturday at some point. I'm sure it'll be posted, and uh, you'll get the wonderful world of update. But that's all I really got working right now. I got to put paint on my bodies. Uh, like I said, I had a great day racing. I just had a good time. I was super excited to get down there and, and do the racing. And, yeah, like... I can't wait. I can't wait for the Hardwoods race. I'm heading down on Friday. Going to get some practice in, you know, and um, going to take an opportunity to take some photos all weekend while I'm down there. So stay tuned for that kind of stuff being posted. And uh, that's really all I got for right now, folks. Like, I don't have a lot of updates. Uh, we do have a new sponsor coming on board. We'll announce it once I receive the stuff from them. So, of course, we can do a big promotional push with all of it and everything like that. But super excited to already have somebody new on board. Um, these are dope little items for the, the B6 series or the 6 series associated cars. And, uh, yeah, when I get them, I'll share it all with you guys on Facebook. Of course, if you guys have any questions, comments, I do have some for uh, Rick, which we will get around to. But if you have anything, make sure you guys email me, mbmpodcast at gmail.com. I can answer them all there. Of course, like us on Facebook. Uh, uh, we do have a YouTube page. There will be more videos coming on there. Uh, like I said before in the past show, I want to start recording the shows when everybody's here. So we will have a video portion of it. I don't know if I want to do it on YouTube yet, on Twitch. I'm not exactly sure, but we'll definitely uh, figure that out in the very near future. So it's just, yeah, like there's lots of great stuff looking like it's going to happen in the very near future. The snow hasn't flown yet, so I haven't had much of an urge to go out and play with my snowmobile. Um... And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll 
go and take a quick break so I can go and grab some water because God forbid I actually remember to bring any and we'll just we'll get Rick on and we'll get the Gone Banana Skin update going again like I said before interview shows will not be like a regular structured show uh, I'm trying to provide you guys with what you you know what I mean something that you realize you're going to get so short update then interview and then we'll we'll peace out maybe feature a new item or a new news article we've seen on online that we want to talk about but um, interview shows will be different from just when there's a couple of us just talking RC and talking our lives and everything like that so hope you guys have been enjoying it I'm glad to be back I'm glad to be doing it is definitely taking you know some some follow through it's really uh, it's very simple to slip back into the old way very very quickly every day I've got to keep myself motivated I got to get up I got to always find something to do to keep the direction uh, going forward I'm attempting here I'm tempting so yeah we'll take a quick break we'll come back with Rick we'll get our update in and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon uh, 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 I wonder if I, if I put up a show of just us, how quick you guys would unlike my Facebook page. That'd be just terrible. Just terrible. Sorry, folks. I have to break this habit. So the more I point it out to myself, the sooner I'll break it. Maybe we'll get it over with in two shows and we'll never hear it again. Who knows? Or it could last a month. I, I couldn't tell you. Anyway, we'll be right back. Somehow we gotta find a way No matter how many miles it takes I know it feels so good right now But it all come falling down When the night meet the light Turn the day Can't stop, they won't stop I know just how that feels Alrighty Back from a short little break To uh, none of you guys that really need to know the fact that that little break took an entire evening because of technical difficulties, but we've seemed to have managed to gotten things straightened out and working properly and all that wonderful jazz. And we have our guest on, our good friend Rick Seffrud from Gone Bananas. How's it going, Rick? I'm doing good. It's nice to see you again, Matt. I know it's kind of. Um, I got see as you can tell, I uh, I haven't really finished setting this up properly for Skype and for me because I'm really supposed to face this way. And only glance at the computer every once in a while. So uh, I got to get cameras moved and so it feels a little more natural and stuff. But uh, the new the new studio set up, the workbench is all cleared off and everything like that. It, it, and like you said, it is good to see you. It's been forever, it feels like. Yeah, it seems like a whole year <laughs> it has been. Yeah, I know, right? Well, pretty much. Unfortunately, I haven't made any trips to Wisconsin because you guys still haven't found a track. Um, our good friends over at uh, Island Speedway, they're relocating their entire track. I'm super, super stoked yeah, for those guys. Yeah, they're putting in a dirt oval, on-road carpet track, and then an off-road carpet track, too. So uh, they ended up buying all of uh, Windy City's product and carpet and everything. So it'll oh. be interesting. Yeah, they're uh, they're making some huge, huge movements, and uh, I'm actually uh, yeah, moving stuff. I'm actually really, really stoked for them. You know what I mean? Because that's that's a scary thing, man. You know, when 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 a local hobby shop slash track is doing well enough that they can move to a bigger building like that. You know what I mean? It it it's it's definitely. Uh, I'm hoping that everything continues to be super strong for them for a very, very long time because I don't want to see a place in a, a people like that go away anytime soon so yeah 
I'm going to put on the six race series when they uh, open up. So Ooh, a um, six race series. And you know what's funny about that? We were going to ask about that. So there's some some idea uh, a six race series. Do we have any idea where they're going to be? Tentatively? Um, most of these will be over at um, Island Hobbies, um, Star Collectibles, stuff, just to help them get going and see if we can get a good turnout. So I'm definitely going to be making it to one of them. I kind of it'll I, go I, into. I think it'll go into late spring and summer. So, well, that won't be too too bad. We could probably spring swing something to come. Ooh, I'd like that actually. Like later in the spring, still racing. Oh. Well, them guys will be racing all year round indoors. So. I know. Don't don't tease me with that. I know. I know. I know. So, Rick, what kind of cars are you running right now? Uh, I still got my B61. Um, and then I picked up a Yokomo that's only had two runs on it. So I'm going to try that out. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, See, I, I made the switch. I'm back to associated cars. I don't regret it for a second. Nice thing about Associated, you can get parts everywhere. For well, them, so. and that, that's been the only... Now, you know, I can't take anything away from Casey because I will give him credit. When that guy knew I was running Yokomo cars, he made sure he stocked Yokomo parts. But a lot of times, unfortunately, he didn't stock the parts that I would break. <laughs> I, I would find the part that he wouldn't have ordered and I will break it. Um <laughs> So, you know, I, I struggled with that last year. The little bit that I did race, I pretty much broke every time I went out. And that's because I drive my cars. You've seen me drive before. You know, I don't, I'm not the greatest driver, but I'm not willing, I'm not afraid to try things that I'm not good at either with them. So it, it usually ends up in breaking. So I knew I had to make a decision to go back to a, a brand that, that all of my, a lot of my friends were running um, and pretty much practically every spare part, somebody had it. You know what I mean? If if yeah. if if Norm didn't have the spare part, then maybe Frank would have the spare part. Now Frank has switched from associate cars to X-ray cars, so he won't have the part anymore. But you know what I mean? It's one of those things. So um, yeah, dude. The I think that's pretty much. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. I, have I you think... have you driven the T6 one at all yet? Ah, uh, yeah, I did. Uh, last series uh, race over at Stars. I ended up popping a turnbuckle, but overall it's pretty good. Yeah. But uh, Eric Jensen, Eric Jensen's got his uh, stadium truck, uh, the T six one Associated, hooked up. So. Yeah, well, no, whatever Norm ha did with his, he put the set. Like I let him build my car. That's how little time I had because I was trying to get like this this basement area done, and so I get back to podcasting. So I was like. Okay, executive decision. Norm offered to build my car. Yeah, okay, Norm, go ahead and pick my stuff up from Joel's and go ahead and build it. Um, I don't regret it. He put a great setup on it. You know, I uh, had to, you know, dial it in a little bit between ESC settings, gearing, and stuff like that. Um, but I've never yeah. driven a stadium truck uh, that's felt that connected since I drove Eric Jensen's Durango a few years back when you guys were up here. He, he handed me the radio to his Durango the one time, and I drove it, and I just stopped, and I looked at him, and I'm like, I didn't realize cars could do that. And he goes, what do you mean? I'm yeah. like, it turns when I turn the wheel, like it, it, it's hooked up. And he goes, well, that's how they're supposed to be. And I looked at him like, yeah, obviously we have way too different disconnects in racing here. <laughs> 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 you know, so, uh, yeah. so it, it, 
do you know, uh, have you seen him much or what's he been up to? Do you know if he's going to be able to get out racing at all with you? I think he's uh, busy this next weekend, but in December, I think he's coming out to uh, finish line. I'm putting on a three race series out at um, finish line out in Hudson, Indiana. So, okay, so you got a three series, three race series happening at finish line um, raceway and hobbies, right? I know, I know those wonderful folks over there. Actually, I'll, I'll just get to it because it was a, a comment. Chad ha- Howald said, uh, wanted you to know specifically that they love your products at Finish Line Raceway and Hobbies. So he took the effort to take that in there. Obviously, they do. Yeah. I, I was a little worried about it when he uh, did wanted to do the race on November 9th with um – foam against rubber <laughs> i figured a bunch of people would just switch over to go to rubber and then i was freaking out there a little bit <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't worry too much about that listen i'm not saying rubber tires are useless on carpet obviously between all the j concept races that they're putting on and stuff like that though those quote-unquote carpet tires that they're using are working um but i strongly feel that it, again it's really hard j concepts is a huge company and also their responsibility is to make tires and accessories and stuff like that right for for rc cars so I understand for from their aspect as to why they obviously are making their own carpet tire. And, you know, Jason's not a, a, a dumb individual by any stretch of the imagination, right? He's identifying a market uh, of racing that's becoming very popular, and he's trying to do something for it. It's just a shame that he didn't look at a foam, right? Because it would be really cool. I'm not going to lie. It would be really cool to see a J Concepts foam versus versus my, my Gone Bananas foams. You know what I mean? I'd love yeah. to see something like that. But at the same time, then that might take away market value from your product. And I don't want to see that either. So <laughs> I keep on saying I want to go to one of these races and I'm going to just bring foams and I'm going to look at whoever runs the race and say, listen, I understand, but I just want to show you how awesome foam is on this carpet. Can I please? I will play by your rules for the real racing. Just let me practice with my foams for a little bit to show you guys they're just as fast as your rubber tires. Now, I have to hand my radio to somebody who's competent enough to drive it as fast as the fast guys there. (laughs) But um, I I definitely still feel that foam is definitely just as good as those rubber tires for what we're doing on the carpet. I I think uh, the foams are outlasting the rubber tires by a long shot. So I'm sure there's some guys up there that bought tires for me two years ago that are still running them so well and i you know i won't i won't lie because you know because i'm on the gone banana racing team you know you you usually take care of me and i usually end up with a new set of foams every year close to the end of the year for the big races and like i've said to a bunch of people that have said about tire like foam wear i look at most of them and say I don't need new tires usually. I usually get this thing in my head where I'm supposed to have new tires because pretty much everybody's going to have new tires going to this race. And I could really use my ones from the rest of the season. I said, usually the ones from the rest of my season end up turning into my outdoor tires for the first month. And then the indoor ones I'll put up or, you know, this year was a little different because I was uh, was switching cars. And, you know what I mean? I had a great fun time last year. I don't even think I actually got new foams last year because I really didn't need them. That's a little I raced. I won't lie. I offended last winter huge, and I didn't race a whole lot. But I think everybody can understand why I didn't. Listen, I I, I spent a whole wackadoo of money on a new snowmobile, and it rained or snowed <laughs> like crazy last year. And I tried to, you know, capitalize. This year will be a good mix, a good mix of riding, good mix of uh, uh, RC racing. 
Um, hopefully getting to see you and, and the Wisconsin guys. Have you guys, I know there probably hasn't been a lot of movement because you guys are usually pretty good on Facebook, but has there been any discussion at all by Marka and trying to find a new location or is that just kind of fizzled? I think that kind of fizzled. I don't know. <clears throat> I think we got some people that <clears throat> want to control it, but they don't want to do the work. Oh. You know, I'd like to... I would like to do more, but man, I'm so busy doing tires. There's no way I could <laughs> step up and do uh, go there on a Wednesday night and open the door or right, whatever. You that. Know. Yeah. So, so then let's get into a couple of questions then real quick here. Joe Zayer Jr. wants to know, are you close to quitting your full-time gig to make full t- foam tires full-time? Um, my wife says no, but I, I got enough foam in the, in the house that I could probably stay busy all the time. So, aren't you busy all the time? Is <laughs> yeah. Like, I still, yeah. I, I still try and figure that out, you know, because I know you're pretty much a one man show and you do everything through Facebook. You know, you don't have a website where people can go in and put their orders in and stuff like. So for me, I don't know how you do it. Like, and I'm being dead serious, Rick. I don't know how you go to work. You do your regular Monday to Friday, nine to five, or we'll call it, you know what I mean? Your regular job. You come home, you somehow find time to spend a little bit of time with your wife and family. Plus, you're still putting out this product. And you haven't compromised your quality either. If anything, your quality's gotten better. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, your quality control's gotten better over the years. So, how do you do it, Rick? Like, let's go through, like, an average Monday for Rick Seffrude when he gets out of bed. What time does that happen at? I get up at 3.30 in the morning and then um, shower and get ready for work. And then the, My wife and I work at the same place, uh, GE Healthcare in Madison. We build uh, anesthesia equipment, uh, respiratory care. Um, we just picked up two new product lines, uh, incubators and baby warmers there. But I do maintenance there, so... I stay pretty busy at maintenance. Yeah, that's that's. Um, I think most people know that. Usually, uh, you know, if you work in an in, in industrial type of, type of work, you see maintenance guys everywhere all day. They're the only guys that are actually busy most of the day. Some people have you know leisure time to chat with their co- maintenance guys. Nope, not so much. Got to keep working. Got to keep moving. Yep, so and so and such and such broke such and such, and I got to go fix it for the fifth time. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. But um, Mondays, I, it's pretty kicked back because I usually order rims, uh, foam on Mondays, make sure, um, answer a few more questions, but then the rest of the week gets to be pure hell. But, <laughs> <laughs> but when guys send me boxes of wheels, um, when I open that box, I usually open it from the bottom, yeah. and then that box follows each step until I'm done. Then I put it in a different box and ship it out. I've had a few guys say they sent me wheels, and <clears throat> when they get the box back, oh, we're missing a set. No, that's what was in the box. So, <laughs> yeah, someone see. Here's here's the beauty thing that I know, and, and I don't mind saying this. I know Rick well enough. This guy doesn't like miss things like that. So, um, do your do do every everyone who's potentially listening right now that's gonna send Rick a box of rims to wrap, do yourself a favor when you put them in there, count them, maybe put numbers on each one of them, and then write it down at home for yourself. 
Because um, <laughs> something just tells me. I've sent Rick like a baggie of rims and gotten every single one of them back. They weren't numbered. They were missed. You know what I mean? They're they're haggard. But every single one of them came back. So uh, if you're sending them brand new ones and packages, guy ain't losing them. Um, but I get it. Some people are like that. You know, they think they sent you they they sent twelve sets of rims, but they only sent ten or or something like that. And hey, man. I forgot I sold a servo this year to somebody for them to use, like, you know what I mean? Because they needed a servo real bad, and I was like, I need to get this person, like, I've been hounding them nonstop about spending the extra, like, 20 bucks. Because these are the questions that I love, and I, I love all all the fans, friends, listeners, whatever you guys want to call it. I'm kind of calling them the MBM Nation now, because it's kind of ridiculous. Anyway, it's fun. I love it. But... You know, when I see somebody that, that's been asking about servos and they say, okay, I have a $60 budget, I want to get a servo, what's the best? I keep on telling them, okay, well, now add another $30 to your budget and order one of these because you won't regret it. So when I noticed this particular person looking for a servo, I thought, okay, this is my opportune time. I'm going to sell them one of my HV-1250s for dirt cheap, and I'm going to get them into an MKS servo, and they're going to realize that, oh, I should have listened like two years ago when Matt told me to spend the extra 30 bucks and buy one of these. So... I sold it to him for dirt cheap, and I forgot that I did. <laughs> I'm setting cars up to go racing, and I'm like, um, "Where's my? <laughs> I'm short a servo." So you know, you go digging through the bin. I found it. I found a really old one, um, and I'll tell you what, it's a name brand. It's a name brand of a radio that I used to use. You used to use. A lot of guys used to use. Okay. Never, yeah. never in a million years, and this is a regularly this this servo is in the same price point range as the HV twelve fifties and a lot of the MKS MKSs. It's like an eighty nine dollar servo, brand new, uh, when it was. It might be a few years old now. It's an H high voltage one, digital. It's supposed to be all fancy and fancy. Literally, when I hooked it into my car, it would make the same sound. You could see it, right? You could see my uh, Tekken Speedo doing the blinky thing. You know how they do that blinky? Like they, they blink a couple lights and then the one at the end and it comes. You could hear it through the servo. You could, wow. hear, you could hear the ESC doing blinky mode through the servo. And once you'd, you'd, you'd watch the LEDs and you'd see it, you'd hear it. And I'm going, nobody's wow. like it, it. The servo originally belonged to Mike and it just came to my house in a bin full of stuff. Right. And I can't throw out servos, even if they're not the manufacturer that I use. Cause I think about what if I'm at a race and somebody breaks, then I've got a spare. I can just hand them. It doesn't matter that it's not the manufacturer that I'm running to me. It gets another racer back on the track. I was appalled, yeah. Rick. I was trying to sell this servo at one point to somebody. I was like, I'm glad they didn't take it. Like I would have felt terrible selling somebody this hunk of Crap, and I'm sorry, I won't mention the manufacturer's name. If you see me at a race and you really want to know, I'll tell you. And if you break a servo, it's more than likely the one I'm going to hand you first. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. like, don't get me wrong, it still steered the car. Like, I put it in my 6.4 and I drove it around in the house. It still steered the car, went back to center every time. It didn't do anything weird, it just made a lot of noise, which I wasn't really used to. So, but yeah, man, I, 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 listen... Rick runs a bit. Listen, you guys don't understand. I see the messages Rick gets. I see the ability that this guy has to, you know, fulfill orders without having a complicated system. Rick, don't forget. Rick ain't missing a set of rims because of the way he does. I know it. He's just he's got a system that works because I keep hounding this man about getting a real website that gives him orders. And that way he can sit down at his computer and go, oh, today I got 15 orders for exactly this. But he loves doing it the way he does. So hey man, I got no qualm with that. You you got a system, you keep your 
I don't know. I I just can't see spending money on a website when I could use more foam, more product. Um, Facebook seems to be working pretty good for me, so... Yeah, it, I know it's just a matter of organization for you, as long as you're keeping track of stuff and, and, and everything else. But it is. It's just like, it's just like trying to update the Skype. And, man, I was so pissed last night, I just couldn't believe it. Well, so that's like, why I say you need to bring bring whatever you have at home for computers. If you have two laptops, bring them. <clears throat> we'll get your Skype updated. I'll put up a, a, a thing of software on it that'll let me <clears throat> get in from home so if you're having problems like we did last night with your skype not working and stuff i can log in from my computer here and see what's up and try and fix it for you because i know you're not you know you're 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 kind of old school and you know you use your hands to to make things and stuff like that and computers are well they're there but they're definitely not your forte so i get it i got you i'll try my best to take care of you from from all all on the other side of a a big ass lake you know i don't mind we'll try I wish it was closer, Rick. I really do. I wish it was closer. I've said this a million times before. You'd find me at Rick's probably two to three times a, 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 a month helping this man make foams because I know how hard he works. And So what's the plan? Is is Eric going to start learning to make foams so that way when Rick wants to retire, Eric can take over the Gone Bananas moniker or or, or what? I've, I've talked to him about it, but right now he's got a little – little son little baby boy and i'm having a good time with him when i get hang I out i see with that him. Um, i love seeing that i love it how's that what's it like being a grandpa um it's awesome i wouldn't change a thing <laughs> i ask for a photo every day because every day he changes and you know when you you got your own kids you just you see them every day so you don't notice the changes as much you yep. know one day oh yeah so that's pretty cool. It, it comes in like, steps. You sit down, you look at your kid, and you go, "When did you get that tall?" What? Yeah. Like, what? What happened to my baby? Like, I was just looking at at Haley. Haley's twelve now, right? She turned twelve in May, and she's turning into a young woman very quickly. You know what I mean? Like, it seems to be she went from being that cute little little girl of mine to turning into this, you know, young preteen like lady almost. And it, it's 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 freaking scary you know my oldest for whatever reason Sharla being 15 I didn't for some reason I didn't get that with her like that weird like she's growing up so quick thing but with the the youngest because I guess because she's always been just a little bit more of a dad suck than than Sharla Sharla kind of goes to her mom more than her dad I don't know it's just it's yeah man it's crazy it's kind of hard to believe that I realistically you know, without being too dramatic about it, I could literally be a grandfather in like seven to eight years, like even less time than that with my oldest. You know what I mean? Like my oldest, yep. my oldest, it, it basically put it this way. When I was my oldest age, five years later, I would become a father. <laughs> so, and I've told both of my kids, listen, dad's not in a rush to be like world's youngest grandpa here or anything like that. <laughs> you know, I was a dad by 20. I can be like 45, 50 before my grandpa. I'm okay with that. <laughs> So yeah, I always, I always kept telling Eric and Brooke, uh, I'm too young to be a grandpa, but it's pretty cool. I wouldn't change a thing. Um, Eric just bought a house. I don't know how much racing he's going to do, but I'm going to make sure I bring him with me at a I couple races. Make sure he comes next weekend. Cause he was messaging me. He was already asking I if would, I was going and I'm like, you better be coming. And then he never answered after that. So <laughs> I'll find out uh, tomorrow. 
he can come. So be good. It'd be good to see him. I haven't, I haven't seen him in a while either. It'd be uh, definitely good time. I know I did send you a message about this, but if you're talking to Steve in the next couple of days, I I need like if you can can you save me like five or six spots. Um, yeah, I, 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 I love I love sitting with you guys, um, but I have uh, like I have my little group of guys that love being around me too, and you guys like yeah. all these guys. It's like Gabriel, uh, Norm, yeah. uh, if Dan Lucala comes, uh, and then there's a couple other individuals. You know what I mean? I just want to make like John Mead. I just want to make sure those guys have an opportunity to, because you know last year I come in and Rick, Rick and his group, you guys, you don't understand. They treat me like their own. So when I show up at a race and Rick and his guys have been there already, there's a spot for Matt. You know, they're waiting for Matt. There, It's a, hi, how you doing? Nice to see, you know, <laughs> miss you, all that kind of stuff. So these guys from Wisconsin and the Iowa area are basically like an extended RC family to me. And it was kind of funny. I come in the, the, the last Hardwoods race last year and Rick's like, I got you a spot. And, you know, I'd come in the door there and, and Norm and Jason and those guys are down on the other end. They're like, oh, we got you a spot down here, Matt. And I'm like... I gotta go sit at that end because I'm I'm race directing and they got me a spot. So I I did volunteer to do a little bit of race directing. I I tried to keep myself out of the mains because I I don't mind calling mains, but I feel like I'm a better secondary main caller. Like I'm the kind of guy that can watch the race and just say, "Whoa, look at this race going on over here. These two guys are racing." Blah, blah, blah. Where the other because I'm just I'm not that good at it. I'm I'm a very crappy filler. But what I will say this, and Rick knows this, when it comes to calling heat races. In IFMAR qualifying, I'm your race director. I'm the guy that's going to make sure that the 90 of you out there running on your own time actually know what your pace is. And I'm not taking this as a crap show or crapping on other race directors. I'm not. I get it. You know, it's really hard. But if you are race directing and you're doing IFMAR qualifying, do yourself a favor. At least every 30 seconds, go through that entire list of, of drivers. Because it doesn't matter to the driver that's all the way at the back of the pack that he's on his you know 26 510 pace and the rest of the guys are on a 32 510 but he still wants to know he's on that 26 510 because he may not be an a main driver he might know he's a c main driver and he knows what he needs to run to be in that c main or possibly bump to the b main i think sometimes race directors forget about those guys that aren't the fastest it's not a race and if more qualifying race directors i don't care who's in the lead because nobody's technically in the lead they're in the lead of that heat but they're not technically in the lead of the entire yeah anyway I just keep on saying, like, if, if we want to make every heat a race, let's make it a race. Stop doing if Mark qualified. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I hate when you start these 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 if Mark qualifying heats and, you know, you're two minutes in and the guy that's never passed you is a whole lap ahead of you. It's yeah. Like, it's like, I don't understand. Nobody passed me for the five minutes I was out there, but you're telling me I'm only in third? I, yeah. So just get rid of the first through eighth, seven, whatever it is. And just, you know, run down the list. Yep. I, I don't know. I, am I wrong? No, I think you're right. Because um, sometimes I wonder how, how I get to be two laps down. And uh, But that's geez. the thing. So if you think about it, every 30 seconds, if the race director is going by and saying, Rick, that time by, you're a 28, 5, 10. And then the next time you go 27, you know, 501 or something like that. It's like, oh, sh- I was way slower there. Oops. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I don't know. Just one of those things. Constructive criticism. I really, you know what? I go out and I have fun when I'm racing. So at the end of the day, I really don't care what my pace is. I just know there's lots of drivers up on the driver's stand, usually beside me, that want to know that. 
And and to me, if you, as a race director, you're making that very vocal, then guys know where they're running. They know what their pace is. They know the guy. A lot of times, um, guys do know who else is on the tra- on the stand with them. Know their cars. Sometimes not, but it will make it easier for the drivers up on the stand to know that you know, hey, so and so down there, he's on like a 32 lap pace, and I'm on a 27. So when that guy comes, up, I'm moving out of his way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't yep. know. But let's get into yep. some questions because I do have some more. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so we got Jeremiah Bacon Salberg. He goes, could you use Gone Banana Racing Skins on a clay track? And I think he, he races uh, yeah. a lot of oval. Yeah, I do have a softer compound I use for my drag tires. I make an excellent uh, clay oval tire. So so there, there's an opportunity to try them out, Jer- uh, Jeremiah, if you want to reach out to Rick. Uh, order up a set. Maybe talk to the guys at your local track. See if anybody of them, uh, any of them, have ran it. I do know you have to be careful because if the if the the clay is too wet, they they don't hook up at all, right? They kind of do. That. Um, I don't know. Back in the early days, I always thought guys that silicone their tires uh, were nuts, but they, they got them to work. But okay, fair sometimes, <laughs> sometimes with the foam tire, I don't know if you need a little. A little more dirt in there to help them, or what? Okay. I, I quit racing oval back when um, got to be a battery war and motor war. So so, and then you went and but, did off road racing, and well, you guys did mod though all the time in in at Marco, right? It was pretty much mod. It was open open motor, open ESC. Yeah, and we never had no classes. Um, the fast guys would always be in the A. If you crashed a lot, you'd be in the B or C. But they used to call me the bump up boy all the time. Oh, because so. you'd, you'd play the bump game a lot of times. Oh yeah, I always had to bump up. Sometimes, <laughs> you know what? I've I've had a few races where I've done that. You know, I've had to play the bump up game, and for some reason, like I don't know if it's just because by the time the mains come around, sometimes I realize that this is it. This is the make it break it point, and I get my crap together and I run clean. Um, Sometimes it doesn't happen. I've done it. Like it's, that is the most fun thing to do in the world. I won't lie. To like be in the sea, like you know the 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 first in the sea qualifier. You check out. You you run the whole thing when nobody touch. You get into the B within the first two laps. You're up at first. Like to have those happen, yeah. especially at bigger races. Like yeah, again, a lot of it has to do with right timing, right racers on the track. You know, right race for you and everything. Like especially for me, and and everybody that races with me knows I'm pretty fast. But I'm horribly, yeah. I'm horribly inconsistent. <laughs> my car spends a lot of time on its lid, which is half of my problem. So, uh, all right. So we got that one out of the way. Daniel Gallardo does not have a question. He just says, glad we are back, which I'm sure he's assuming, uh, talking about the podcast. Um, we, I'm super happy to be back. I'm super happy things have gotten better for me. Um, again, I, I, I kind of went into that in the last episode. If you don't know this, Rick. Since pretty much last year when I seen you guys, I've been having a lot of personal struggle. Not family related, not work related, just personal. You know what I mean? Like going through some stuff. So this yeah. last year was a lot. It was really hard on me. It was really hard to be motivated. It was really hard to just get anything done. So I'm super happy to be back. I'm super happy that that's kind of I've pushed past that. You know, I'm not saying that it's completely gone, but you know what I mean? I, I'm to a point now where I have the motivation every day on a daily basis to really come down here, spend time in my RC room because it was so bad at some point, Rick, I wouldn't even come down here. I didn't want to look at my RC cars. I didn't want to look at the computers. I just didn't want to do it. So yeah. I'm super glad to be back. I'm glad Rick's on, on one of the early episodes. 
And we're going to get into Will Shell's question. Uh, he was a local guy. He lives down in southern Ontario now. He goes, I'm looking to turn my two-wheel drive short course into a no-prep drag car. What do you recommend for foams, or do you have any? Uh, do you have a special compound? Now, with that being said, absolutely. Rick does have a special compound for that. Uh, I'm not discouraging it by any stretch of the imagination, Will, because when I build mine, I will be getting foams from Rick as well, so I can really push the limit of what the car's capable of. Um, but let's keep in mind that this whole two-wheel drive short course drag car uh, NPRC style was the idea was to make it on rubber tires and it wasn't to take anything away from Rick it was just to make the class more anybody could do it anybody could show up with their two-wheel drive short course truck or four-wheel drive short course truck again we're not really trying to do four-wheel drives but anybody could show up with a short course truck with rubber tires on it and you would meet the the expectation of the class basically um we're not saying I'm not saying foams aren't allowed because like I said I'm going to order a set but I know Rick has drag compound foam I know that. And it's and this. Yeah, it's really soft. Um, <laughs> and, it wears, and it wears really good, too. So I got some guys that got like 40 passes out of a pair, set of my foams. And I've had guys only get like three passes out of a set of foams. That's me. Anyway. I, get, I, I get three passes. But that's also because I do burnouts with foam that you're not supposed to. And then I got to send them to Rick to be turned. Like, you know, cleaned up. Which, by the way, if anybody is listening and wants to uh, attempt to help me, I am not saying I want one tomorrow. But as you guys come across pretty good deals on good tire truers, if you want to send them my direction, I would like to purchase one in the very near future. It is very, very high on the list um, because I really want to be able to um, clean up my own tires so I don't have to take these packages and, and ship them to, to poor poor Rick, who's got a million things to do as it is, never mind true up a ton of tires for Matt. Um, but so if anybody's listening out there and you have a tire truer, preferably a, a decent, you know, I'm, I'm not opposed to, to a, a, a hoodie or a hoodie or however you want to say it. Like if you have one of those that's in great shape and, you know, you're not asking $1,000 for it because, you know, for whatever reason, these things seem to increase. In let me know if we can work out another deal or something. Just... Send me, send me what you guys have. I need to find something in the near future because I really do want to do the drag racing stuff again next year, and I know I would like to just be able to square up my tires after you know going out for an afternoon and know that the next time I go out that I didn't do something silly and one's like a, a quarter of a millimeter shorter than the other and I spend the rest of the next time I go out chasing the car because it's pulling one way or another. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, Rick does have uh, softer compounds for drag racing. Of course, Rick says it all the time. He is the kind of guy that will do foam tires that other companies just won't touch. So what that means is you have a harebrained idea and you want big foam for something, talk to Rick. He can probably make arrangements. You've made X-Max foams, you know? You yeah, I, I did about 32 sets, and now I'm hooked in, hooking up with a, a Mad Max company. It's uh, They make rims for the X-Max and uh, 24 millimeters for the Baja and pretty much any monster truck. It's a one-piece rim for I don't have to glue sections in um, to get the foam the same height as a regular stock X-Max tire. So, right, right, right. Uh, and at the time when I ordered some wheels from them, he only had green. Now we're going to strictly go all black. He kind of, his, they're, the person I'm dealing with is named Lucy. So oh, okay. I think it's a guy. But I hope I can get that deal worked out before I can start doing more drag tires for the primal cars. Um, 
The yeah. Baja's Universal. I'm sure you guys, I'm sure you got probably a ton of guys inundating you with those new Armas when they came out and stuff like that, right? Probably wanting yep. to get foam for them. I don't yep. blame, hey, listen, I'm really not in the market for a really big, like, you know, six scale RC or anything like that. But I, I won't lie, I like the look of that Arma truck. Like, <laughs> I really don't, like I said, I have no use for it, but I would certainly buy one. <laughs> Go play with it. I know the limited, limited, and um, what's infraction? Those rims uh, from the boots are step down. First time I uh, went to cut the rubber off of one of them, I said, "Oh my God, it's a step down rim!" And I cut the rim right in half. <laughs> <laughs> Oops! Oops! Well, so. you learn. You got to learn the, the. Sometimes you got to learn the hard way. Oh yeah, unfortunately. So, so that. So what's on the horizon for Rick? What 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 do you got planned? Let's uh Um I don't know. I'm just going to continue to do what I do and um take the beatings and learn from them and just keep marching forward. So I um, will give you that. You have you definitely have always just kind of kept trudging forward. You know, even when you had some battlement with uh, humidity issues and gluing and stuff like that. You know, you, you took a lot of that better than I think most most people would, you know, because we both know the Internet and people on the Internet can be straight up just rude and ignorant. And you could offer to do, to do everything in the world for them and then they'll still go and trash talk you all over social media. FYI, to all you keyboard tough guys that like to go and do that kind of stuff, you bet your bottom dollar that we are going to make you look absolutely silly if you go on the Internet and you trash talk our good friend Rick because Rick is nothing but a good man. He will take care of you. And he will call you out on it if he feels that you did damage to these tires, just like any manufacturer would. I don't understand why people think that it's totally okay to go against these small businesses, and I see it all the time. Shame on every one of you that goes out there and instead of reaching out to the business owner and trying to find a resolution, just runs to the internet and whines and complains about it. Um, I'm pretty sure, you know, if you guys all took the minute to, to reach out to somebody like Rick or even the big companies, if you take a minute to message, you know, somebody that's, uh, you know, fairly well connected at companies, whether it be Associated, J Concepts, ProLine, uh, TLR, you know, if you reach out to some of their higher tiered drivers slash, you know, brand representatives, um, a lot of times you'd be surprised that maybe you just went in about it the wrong way. You described the situation incorrectly. I mean, sometimes emails get missed. So you guys got to think about all that. Emails are not perfect. They're not like phone calls. They're not, you know what I mean? Sometimes you miss them. They come in while you're out of the office and then, you know, 10 other emails come in and that gets buried. And you... subject line is very important in emails. Uh, if you leave it blank, you probably won't have your email written, uh, read. And then if you just put question or something in it, put in there, situation, issue, um, stuff like that. Again, reach out to Rick if you have problems. If you get a package and, and or you something doesn't seem right, message Rick. He'll take care of you. He definitely will take care of you. I know that. I know. I know some of the guys that uh, that did do that to me um, and didn't want to send the product back. I just I measure everything that I mail out. So if you say you did one one pass and you you've wasted. Uh, from 105 millimeters down to 90 millimeters, uh, I think that's a little more than one pass. Yeah, so. That's not one pass, either that or that person had like a makeshift tire truer and changed things and did stuff, right? Yeah. Ricky, ain't, yep. Ricky ain't silly, folks. He's been in this foam game forever. Forever. 
So yeah. So, but at that point, I think unless you got anything else for me, Rick, I think I'm gonna let you get back to what you got to do today. It's it's early Saturday morning for those of you folks that don't know this, because um, like I said, we had some technical difficulties last night. But Rick and I, being the the the, the guys that we are, let's get up in the morning and deal with it. So what else do you got? You got I, any, uh, any closing stuff there, Rick? What do you want to talk about? I know um, earlier this year, back in March, I pinched my SI nerve and then um, had some. Uh, oh yeah, you went through some health, uh, some health stuff for a while. Yeah, about Thanksgiving until March, I just kept um, having stomach and intestine problems, and I finally got that managed. I don't know why. I've been pretty healthy all my life. Um, then when I pinched my SI nerve, I couldn't stand up for like 10 days. Um, every time I did, it killed me. Um, then when I had a huge order of big tires for Hobby Heroes, my truer burnt up and it costed like $600 to fix it. And I just said, screw it. I'm just going to go buy another one. And I just want a better year this year, coming year. So, um, well, I'm 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 speaking to the universe and hoping for it for you. I want I want a good year for my man Rick because uh, to see you do well means that the the hobby that I love is is doing a lot better than most people think. And uh, you know what I mean. I, I I love this hobby. I love the the friends that I've made out of it. Um, I should say you know the the extended family that I've gotten out of it because that's what it always boils down to now and and. I'm so very grateful to to have uh, become good friends with you and, and meet all the guys from Wisconsin and Iowa, and uh, I'm hoping for a better year for you too this year, dude. Like I said, if if I could have been in Wisconsin and helped you during that, I would have been at your house all the time. Okay, what do we need to do, Rick? You just yeah, you sit in or lay on or whatever you got to do. We'll 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 f some stuff up together. Trust me. <laughs> we'll we'll make a bunch of stickers and say "Built by Matt." Sorry. <laughs> It's all good. Yeah. I had to uh, find another company to do my stickers. Um, Boom RC stepped up and took over uh, all the product that I had DOD doing for me. What I liked about DOD, he had kept five of everything on stock. So when I wanted it, I'd just click it and then be shipped the next day. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> just to print. I did all my header cards and they no longer do foldable business cards. So I had to find another company for that. It's just been crazy, man. So, well, it sounds like you've gotten most of it figured out. Yeah. This year I ended up with nine, two, nine, two, zero designs. The same, uh, the same place that makes uh, all Cole Cole Tullard and Jim Tullard's, uh, stickers and stuff like that. I'm very, very, very impressed with the quality of them thus far. I've had nothing but great reviews from everybody that's seen them and stuff like that. I kind of kicked myself because I did the typical stick stickers on a clear body thing over top of the overspray. So I'm going to, I'm going to lose a bunch of them as soon as I spray this T61 body. But yeah, I, I went racing with a clear body the last time because I just didn't have time to paint it. And I wasn't just going to, you know, half just, I wasn't going to do that. So I go racing and I'm practicing out there. And, and the first time Frank kind of drove through me in practice and I'm like, mm, 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 okay. And then we get into the race yeah. and I'm committed to coming around a corner. He did the same thing. He drove through me and I, I'm standing beside him. I'm like, Frank, stop doing that. Stop driving through me. I said, out of all the drivers yeah. out on this track, I will move for you. I said, but I'm not going to move in the middle of a corner for you. I said, don't do that yeah. again. Oh, I couldn't <laughs> see your car. I looked at him. Really? You can't see a, a stadium truck with bright yellow stickers all over it and yellow rims. 
Really? Really? So I was kind of mad, you know, but I gave him a I gave him a, a friendly tongue lashing on the on the driver's stand. And fortunately, I race with men and not children. So, you know what I mean? They don't get upset when you kind of call them out on it. And Frank goes, well, how about uh, he goes, uh, Casey's got my old T61. Why don't you see if you can use my old body? So that way, you know what I mean? And, and you know what? Fine. Cool. No problem. I'll make my car more visible. So I ran Frank's body for the rest of the day. And I was kind of teasing them the next time we were up on the driver's stand. I'm like, can you see it now, Frank? <laughs> so uh, I like racing with those guys. Um, I love, love the stadium truck. I know I've sp- spoke a lot about it. But without further ado, I think, Rick, let's uh, let's hear it. Who do you want to say shout out to? I want to uh, thank everybody out there for um, supporting me and letting me do your products. Um, one thing different from this year to last year, I'm – all colored wheels will be made to order for stadium trucks, buggies, um, short course. I ran out of foam in January, well, early last fall, and um, I decided just to go with the yellow and white wheels majority because B6 wheels are selling way over low C wheels. So, but I just want a good year, and I can't wait to see everybody next weekend at uh, the hardwoods, uh, December 4th, I'll be at the finish line and we're still working on dates with, um, Island hobbies, Alton, Iowa, star collectibles. So. All right, folks. So you heard it. We're, we're racing this coming weekend. Now, just for the, those of you that don't know, actually we're racing next weekend <clears throat> for those of that, you, those of you that don't know the dates, jeepers, creepers, if I could just get the friggin' marbles out of my mouth. Practice is Friday, November 1st in Ithaca, Michigan at the Hardwoods RC track. It is located in the back of a bowling alley. It is no longer called the Hardwoods. I do not remember the name of it. Uh, I will post on the MBM podcast page where the race is going to be and everything for you guys to check out. But again, we practice on Friday. Racing is on Saturday. This race is limited to 100 entries. Now, I don't think Steve will turn people away if they walk in and don't pre-register, but we are asking everybody to pre-register to make life a little easier. So if you haven't already, reach out to the Hardwoods RC on on Facebook. I believe it is on RC sign-up. Don't quote me on that. Uh, if it's not, like I said, reach out to the Hardwoods Facebook page. They will make sure you get taken care of or point you in the right direction. That is coming up again November 1st and 2nd at the Hardwoods RC Racetrack in Ithaca, Michigan. Uh, we're going to have Rick from Gone Banana Racing Skins there and any of the, the typical uh, people he can manage to finagle into coming down with them. Probably won't be too, too many of them. I'm hoping some of the guys from Iowa make the trek knowing that, you know, they haven't been able to race in a, in a few weeks because they've been moving tracks and stuff like that. So I'm hoping they come up and uh, chop it up with us. I love seeing all you guys from out of town. Please, if you come to this race because we've encouraged you to come up and say hi. Um, I am not the kind of guy very often to go around and introduce myself to new people. I'm going to try more to do that. Um, But if I don't, come find me. I am never too busy unless I'm literally in the middle of wrenching and I'm up, up on the next race. That might be the inopportune time to come talk to me. Uh, but Rick knows this 99.9% of the time, even when I'm race directing, I will take a minute <laughs> and talk to somebody if they got a question for me. So come on out, come race with us, hit up Rick for any of your foam tire needs. Again, Gone Banana Racing Skins on Facebook. Make sure you give them a like and a share because um, that's super important. Any questions you have, shoot Rick a message. There is probably no project this man won't tackle. Um, so don't be afraid to ask him for the most uh, absurd foam tire thing. In the- he He will figure out a way to do it. I promise you. Hopefully. Hey, can we yeah. make a regular full-size tire foam? 
I don't know. I don't want to go that far. <laughs> well, may, maybe if I win the lottery, we'll find out. I'll come visit you. And we'll, we'll, we'll order the most or, ornately expensive chunks of foam and we'll make like full-size car foam tires. <laughs> I know some, some of these guys are just pooping their pants when I tell them, yeah, it's $100 a pair. Well, yeah, that's a lot of foam. So Yeah, some people got to remember that. Definitely, definitely. So without further ado, I'm going to let Rick get back to his Saturday. I'm going to let all you guys get back to your Saturdays, Sundays, Mondays, whenever you're listening to this episode. I'm going to let you get back to what you're doing. Thank you very much for listening to the MBM Podcast. Again, we are on Facebook at the MBM Podcast. We are on Instagram, MBM Podcast. Make sure you go and like us on all those, share us on all those platforms, comment on any of the the, the stuff we're putting up there. That all helps. Um, if you're listening to this and you haven't done so already, on iTunes, you can leave reviews. It doesn't really matter the review. It helps get us more nor nor nor. How do you say that word? Can you say that word? No, no, notoriety. Yeah. There it is. Notoriety on yeah. on uh, Apple. We are on Apple iTunes podcast. We are on Google Play podcast. The Stitcher is still a mess. I'm trying to figure out how to fix that. Um, and I'm working on getting us on Spotify as well. So, with that being said, thank you for listening, Rick. Much love, my friend. I want you to have yourself a great weekend and everything like that. You guys have yourselves a good one, and we are going to get out of here. See you guys later. Yep. Thank you, MBM Podcast. See you guys next week. Bye.